Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is all about goalkeepers, managing them, the impact they can have on games, and the role they have in the game. As we know, goalkeepers are quite unique, uh, sometimes as as people, but obviously their position on the pitch is is very unique and and different to everybody else. Uh, They wear a different kit, they can use their hands, uh, and it's quite a different skill set that the goalkeepers have to have, and obviously they play a very different role in games to the rest of the team. And let's be honest, we always say there's a bit of a joke that many referees we know used to be goalkeepers, but to be a goalkeeper, you have to be a teeth rising. <laughs> so it can it can get funny sometimes, let's put it this way. Maybe there's a clear correlation between the craziness of goalkeepers and the craziness of referees. <laughs> ah, definitely. <laughs> so one key area that we see as referees with goalkeepers is, is around time-wasting. Goalkeepers are really able to manage the tempo, the speed of the game. And when a team is losing 1-0, it's incredible how quickly goalkeepers are able to restart play, get the ball back in play, keep things moving. But on the flip side, it's amazing how slowly it sometimes can take, uh, how (laughs) slow a goalkeeper can be to go and retrieve the ball, put the ball down, I'll make a decision on where in the goal area they want to take the goal kick from. And then it looks like they're tap dancing when they're doing the run-up. <laughs> or they go and they bang their boots on the post. It's, you know, all of these, it's part and parcel of being a goalkeeper is having these skills in your locker to, to push the boundaries on, on, on time-wasting when your team is is 1-0 up, 2-0 up. And it presents some real challenges for us as referees, because especially if it's a tense game, it can really, and it does, really irritate the opposition. Oh, there's nothing worse when it's 89th minute, a team with one nil down, the, the goalkeeper of the winning team takes 10 minutes to go get the ball <laughs> and then comes back and then everyone's going mental and the goalkeeper goes, yeah, but the ball is far. Yeah. And then someone from the halfway line kicks the ball in and the goalkeeper is 20 meters away <laughs> to go and pick the ball up. And that just creates so much frustration. Just a shambles, isn't it? So how do we deal with that? And important, it's important that we do deal with this. Otherwise, other issues can stem from it. It can grow frustration. So the first step in dealing with it is to be proactive and get onto it early. Don't wait until the 89th minute when it's still 1-0 to start managing the goalkeeper because we're going to go through a stepped process. So if you start that process in the 89th minute, well, by the time you get to the end of extra time at 93 minutes, nothing would have changed. Nothing would have been different. So we need to be intelligent and see this happening early and start acting on it early. Yeah, goalkeepers will show whether they're going to do this or not. And let's be honest, 99% of the times, they will waste time when they can, if they need to. So it's important to get onto it, even from the first half. Mm. When The moment you see that, just make sure you're there, Uh, especially on goal kicks. Sometimes it's very important to, instead of just bolting up the pitch to get into your position, getting ready for the goal kick, it's important to stay there straight away. And making sure that you are there, you even if it's just for show, mm. but you're showing your presence. Mm. I love to say you referees raise their profile when they need to raise to the occasion. And that's one of those occasions where you need to raise your profile and be there and be seen by everyone. Be seen as the 
person who's in charge and dealing with this. Yeah. And that will play on the goalkeeper's minds as well because if they see you once, they see you twice, right there in front of them when they're taking a goal kick, telling them, come on, let's do it, let's get it rolling. The next time they'll go and take a goal kick, they'll be like, oh, the referee's going to be waiting for me. Yeah, and the perception of that is almost as important, if not more important, than the actual art of, of hurrying them up because it then enables you to say to the opposition who be getting frustrated you can say you saw me telling him I, I, I'm, I'm making sure I, I'm trying to hurry him up for you but I've got to go through these steps if he keeps going yeah it'll be a yellow card but I'm, I'm going to go through these steps first and nine times out of ten the, the players will go yep yeah, all right ref no problem but of course then you have to follow through on that if it keeps going yeah. you can't just keep oh please hurry up please hurry up please hurry up so a couple of steps is you know like Ali said being public being early Using your whistle, you know, when you're on halfway, give them a double whistle. Let's go, keeper. Uh, think about using other players. Tell the captain, as we've touched on in other episodes. Tell your goalkeeper to hurry up on these goal kicks. He's taking too long. You're giving them a bit of responsibility. And then, obviously, if you've tried all of these strategies and the goalkeeper's still wasting time, well, it's one of two things. They're either stupid or they're really smart and know that wasting time will be enough to get them through the end of the game and they can take a yellow card. Yeah. So what do we do as a ref? Well, we just have to give that yellow card. And um, one important point on this is when you're cautioning the, if you have to caution the goalkeeper for delaying the restart for wasting time on a goal kick, etc., you don't have to run all the way to the goal area, the six yard box, to give that yellow yeah. card because that's going to waste even more time and actually give the goalkeeper what he wants. You can just move a bit closer, big point, keeper, show the yellow card, and everybody knows who it's for. It's it's quite straightforward. Head to our website at refcoach.org for some fantastic referee-specific training plans. They'll get you in the best shape you've ever been. Another big aspect of managing goalkeepers is dealing with their descent. Yeah. Obviously, for goalkeepers to protest and be blazing about it, there, there are telltale signs and there are very obvious things that happen because they are stuck in their penalty area and... What are they going to be? What What are they going to be complaining about? Most likely, falls in the middle of the pitch. Mm. Penalties but, on the area on the yeah. other side of the pitch. They shout at everyone, though, not just us. Not just <laughs> not just the referee. They, they shout at their players, at, at their opponents' players. They shout at fans. They shout at their <laughs> coach. They shout at everyone. It's it's a goalkeeper's thing. So that's when if they're shouting from the the penalty area, sometimes it, you may not even hear it. Mm. No one may even notice, which is totally fine. It, it's their way to participate when when play is so far from them. I mean, sometimes it can get really boring yeah. when you're stuck there and if nothing's happening. But uh, we can just ignore them in and, that case. And if that's it's not totally fine. Exactly. If it's not, if it's not anything, if it's not abusive mm. and, and it's not something that anyone is actually acknowledging... Over our heads, not mm. problems. It becomes a problem when they actually start remonstrating in a much more blatant way yeah. and leave the penalty area, isn't it, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, if there's a, a foul on halfway and all of a sudden you look to your left and you're got, and the goalkeeper's five metres away, it's, hang on, you're, you're now not just using your voice, you've come all this way to publicly remonstrate with, with the decision-making of the referee. And that needs to be dealt with just like any other player. But the way you deal with it has to differ slightly purely because of where the referee, sorry, where the goalkeeper is on the pitch. It's with the centre midfielder, it's easy to manage because you're going to see them every 20 seconds. The goalkeeper, 
you might see them every 10 minutes. So you have to take the opportunities to manage them effectively. Two key areas for this are on set pieces. The first one being a goal kick. You know, you can get down to the, when the goalkeeper's taking the goal kick, just, just take your run down there and just say to the keeper, hey mate, I've heard you all game. I'll talk to you when I can, but I can't talk to you the whole game because of where you are. Or alternatively, it's on a corner, before a corner. Keeper, yep, I can see you. I know what you're saying. I understand. Yep, I've told your captain. Even if it's just saying these sorts of things to appease him, it's a way to manage it. If that doesn't work, then perhaps we need to get a bit more public. And that goes through the steps just like any other player. So you, know, you can use a public warning. You can pull him in with the captain. It really becomes no different to managing any other player. You just have to pick your moments to do it a bit more selectively because of where they are on the pitch. Yeah. I think it's important to realise that if they can be managed, it's better, obviously. Yeah, always. Um, as any other player. But is if, like you said before, Jack, if there's a foul on the halfway line or in the other penalty area, you turn around and the goalkeeper is next to you screaming at you, there's not much to manage there. Yeah. If you are quick enough and you realise they're leaving the penalty area to come and descend, then you can give them a big wave from far and go, stay back in your area, back yeah. in your area. So if they don't come to you, you can spare that card. Yeah. But if they run 90 metres to come and yell at you, then they're leaving you no choice. Yeah. That's is something that needs to be dealt with straight away with a yellow card. And because look at, look, look at it from the outside and from the other player's perspective, it just looks terrible. Yeah. It looks like the referee's getting bullied by this goalkeeper that's run 90 metres to come and yell in your face yeah. for a penalty on the opposite side of the, of the field, which clearly he had no idea about. Yeah. And that's quite similar to goalkeepers and melees. If there's a melee in the middle of the pitch and the goalkeepers run all the way, well... Two things could happen. First of all, and this is much more positive, sometimes the goalkeeper can genuinely be in there to try and help and, and to break things out, uh, which in that case, um, we don't want to punish them. You know, They've come there to help you and to try and stop this incident. Or secondly, they've come in there to get involved and, and push themselves around and not have a positive impact on the game. And in that case, it, it makes them a very easy yellow card. You can say, well, you've come all the way from your goal line to the halfway line to come in and push this player. And it's it's a very straightforward and easy yellow card to, to give out if you want to. Yeah, and that's very important because usually goalkeepers are the tallest and some of the biggest players on the, on the park because they have to have that frame yeah. to be in goals, which means if they're coming to help you and pulling their players away, well... Awesome. Happy days. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank it's them. like having a security guard right there on the pitch. <laughs> but if they come to create problems, well, that's when it's the complete opposite, as yeah. you said, Jack. So we touched on earlier that goalkeepers can be influential and sometimes they're leaders within the team, which sometimes will lead to them being the captain of the team. And you can hear a bit more about using the captain and managing captains in a podcast we've done earlier in this season. But in particular to pay attention when the goalkeeper is the captain, is that it's going to be really difficult to use them as effectively as an outfield player for obvious reasons that they're up the far end of the pitch. You you can't have communication with them. So one of the key strategies or probably the key strategy for dealing with this is always have a chat to the goalkeeper before the game or at the coin toss and, and just say, hey, look, you're in goal. I'm not going to be able to work with you for the whole game. Who on the pitch should I talk to? Who is your leader on the pitch? who I can communicate with and use for players. And goalkeepers 
if they've been captain before, they should be used to this. They'll understand this, they'll get this, they'll know this. And they might say, oh, the, the centre-back or the centre midfielder. And then it's business as usual with them. And sure, use the goalkeeper, as we've touched on earlier, on corners, goal kicks, when you can. But just think about that you're not going to be able to spend the whole game running over to the goalkeeper saying, please help me control this player. Yeah, and that's where you should be aware enough of this than when you see the goalkeeper rocking up for the coin toss with the arm and on, you just go, okay, well, I need to identify someone else to use on the pitch. And potentially you ask the goalkeeper themselves, like, who do you talk to on the pitch? Yeah. Uh, so I never used to like it as a referee. When I used to see the, uh, a, a goalkeeper being the captain, I used to go, oh, okay, yeah. extra work. Yeah, yeah. In football, there is an understanding that goalkeepers have a special protection and they must be protected on the pitch, which is not 100% true, but it's also not 100% false. Goalkeepers have no special treatment, same as captains. <laughs> they are just another player on the pitch. And the laws of the game have, the laws of the game have actually evolved to outline that. Uh, of course, as referees, we need to be aware that goalkeepers have a totally different dynamic of play because they jump, dive, they can use their hands, they can use their arms to, to, to touch the ball within the penalty area. So there are different dynamics in when they jump and outstretch themselves to go and, and get across. So it is obviously going to be different an impact between a goalkeeper and a striker versus a midfielder and a midfielder. So obviously we need extra attention and extra considerations when we are judging a challenge on a goalkeeper, but that doesn't mean that they cannot be challenged at all. That is very important. Obviously, we know that when a goalkeeper is in possession of the ball, which could simply mean they have the ball between the hand and the, and the ground, the ball, that ball cannot be kicked by anyone else. They are in control. That is something that is completely different, obviously, but that's because they're the only ones who can use their hands to, have, to, to play the ball. Those are the special considerations we need to have. And we need to always think about how fair it is for a player to challenge a goalkeeper in a certain way, uh, because obviously these different actions they make. That, again, doesn't mean that they cannot be touched, because in modern football, it's very normal for goalkeeper to just challenge and be challenged. So it's very important to remember that. And you'll hear it a lot on the pitch. You'll hear it from the coaches. You'll hear it from the other teammates. Ref, you need to protect the goalkeeper. Protect the goalkeeper. And that's not really true. They're just another player. As long as any challenge is fair and it's not impeding the goalkeeper from being able to play the ball, then it's a fair challenge. Obviously, you need to remember that because they can use their hands, if someone stopped them from using their hands, well, then it's probably not a fair challenge. But it's not a matter of protecting them, more so than the other players, because all player safety is important and we need to protect it. So today's podcast, we covered managing goalkeepers. We talked about how goalkeepers have a unique position in the game. We talked about managing delay and the restart with goalkeepers, because that can be a really impactful situation on a game. We talked about managing dissent with goalkeepers, a couple of strategies on how to do this. We talked about how to use the goalkeeper if they're the captain and a little strategy to help you manage the team as a whole, even when the captain's in the goals. And then finally, Ale touched on how goalkeepers have 
no special protection in the laws of the game, but there is a, an expectation in football that they are treated slightly differently, and that is because of the different and complexities of the role of the goalkeeper. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a RefCoach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a RefCoach whistle to show that you are part of the RefCoach community when you're out on the pitch.